BK and the D. Welcome to the first ever podcast of Mr. D and BK. So, BK, all the GMs of the Future Hockey League think that you are a alter ego of Mr. D. What do you have to say about that? I'm the real deal. I'm the bee's knees, babe. I'm the bee's knees. Ain't no fucking alter ego going on here. <laughs> so, let me, let me ask you, BK, why do you call yourself the bee's knees? Because I'm the bee's knees, man. Everything I do is the bee's knees. <laughs> well, for the GMs that that uh, they want to know a little bit about you, because you know I talk about you a lot in the forums and stuff. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you do, maybe, or about your hockey experience, anything like that? Uh, I I don't know anything about hockey. Uh, I've, I've read it in the sports <laughs> a couple of times, and it flashes on the news, or somebody in the office will be talking about it, but. But no, I, I, I don't know nothing. No, seriously, um, I've been dealing with hockey almost my whole life. Uh, I've been involved. Uh, I, I'm involved in junior hockey. And uh, that's about all I can really liberty say. Um, Where did uh, we first meet? We met, uh, I was in Halifax at the Metro Center for, for a hockey game. And you were security. Yeah. I was yeah, looking for a place to drink. We hit it off talking. And <laughs> I wanted to know where it was a good place to, to, to drink and you uh, said. I remember uh, what you were looking for downtown. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah, <laughs> How long ago was that? Over. Anyways, that was a while ago. That was back in the McKinnon Joanne era, right? Yes, that was uh, that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two years, yeah, two years back. Okay, let's talk about our maritime destroyers. So, we made some deals. We got some uh, draft picks and. Uh, I told you, I think when we, when I first asked you to, to, to join my little team here, that I kind of wanted a, a team full of uh, Canadians and Americans, and I kind of wanted to shy away from the the Europeans. And you didn't really understand, but uh, <laughs> you agreed to it anyways. So uh, we made a few deals. Uh, we won't mention them all, but we will bring up our, I guess, our blockbuster. Uh, where it was uh, Laney and uh, Patrick Lane and Lynn Baum, I think, and for Wheeler, uh, first rounder Harley, first rounder Deleandra, uh, and a first and a second. So, what do you, what did you think about that deal when we first uh, closed it? Well, as my as I said on the uh, on the board, uh, I fell off my chair. It was the bee's <laughs> knees. I couldn't yeah, believe it, it happened. I can't believe yeah, you pulled I it off. Was... I, I thought that was a, I thought that was a great deal. Um, I mean, the players he got, they're good and they're doing good. So, I think it, I think it kind of evened out in the end. I thought we had the upper hand, but I think it's kind of evening out. Um, my goal this year was to to build picks um, because at the end of the day, it's next year we're building for. Yeah, and you told me right from the beginning that uh, you didn't really like the 2021 draft year for some reason. Oh, nah, so, oh, that's why we, that's why we concentrated on the, we're concentrating on the 2022. Uh, but, uh, both that deal, uh, I don't know if you, I think I sent you that podcast that, uh, that uh, they, those others, other guys, those other people are doing, and uh, they yeah, didn't. They didn't yeah. like that. They thought they thought that was uh, quite one-sided. 
but uh, I just did a quick check on those guys, and you know what? Uh, uh, he got the best two guys in the deal, and uh, they're doing very well in the NHL. So uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I at first thought, hey, I can't believe he swung that deal. I can't believe he did it. But watching them perform in the first few games, what they're doing, I think, I think we might have, we might have given them up. We might be the losers in that deal. I don't know. Time will tell. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's uh, an old thing of mine, too. I mean, I make the deals. They look one-sided. But you know what? Give it a year, two years. And you know what? I usually come out the loser in the long run, which is kind of funny. But uh, <laughs> I, I knew that, that that in particular ruffled a few feathers. But uh, like I said, it was, I think it was a now looking back at it, not even not that long ago. I mean, we're only talking about we're in like three to four games in the NHL and things are looking good for, you know, um, for, for both of us, really. I mean, we got some great uh, prospects, but they're just that prospects. I mean, they haven't done nothing in the NHL yet. And uh, he's got some great NHLers. So um, now also <laughs> what I wanted to talk about was there was uh, a bleaner. He came at me and he, he, he wants Valamec. He came at me several times with uh, offers and he offered me, I forget the guy's name. Uh, he was Montreal's first round draft pick. I think 2017, uh, uh, forget his name, uh, Juso or something like that. And you told me, I, when I mentioned to you, I remember you told me, did not waiver touch fodder. him with a 10 foot pole because he was waiver fodder. So I yeah. remember I went out, I told, I told Bleeder exactly that. And he got all upset about it, about it. And I told him that you told me that he was going to be waived in the next couple of days. That yeah. those, those were your exact words. Don't touch him. He's going to get waived in the next couple of days. And Adam did not believe Adam was Bleeder, by the way. He did not believe me at all. And you know Who, what happened? Adam? Next couple of days. I got waved. <laughs> but let me ask you. Let me ask you, BK. How did you know? How I can't say. I can't say how I know. Um, <laughs> as I said before, I've, I've been dealt. I've been dealing with hockey most of my life. I'm involved in junior hockey. I just, I just know things. We'll just leave it so, at that. I can't. I can't. It, it's fantasy <laughs> hockey. I can't. I know. I know. You know. I know. But we're gonna leave it at that. So, where does the destroyers go from here? Let me ask you that. What are we planning? What are we going to do? Where does destroyers? Obviously, our team is not up to par. Obviously, you know, no. we're barely running two lines. So, and in my, my opinion, our D is weak. We we need to we need to, to to bolster up the D as well. Now we had some great offers on uh, Pietrangelo. Some great offers. Two in particular. Multiple first round picks, uh, multiple first round prospects. Uh, you know, we both we discussed both of them in in, in length, <laughs> but uh, we both agreed that if we got rid of him, our team would be basically null and, null and void. <laughs> and without our first round draft pick this year, um, and I told you how much I love Glory Holes, uh, the GM that holds currently holds our first round draft pick. That uh, we've made it determined to uh, to at least push for the playoffs. So let me ask you, what do you think our playoff chances are this year? Honestly, uh, honestly, um, we're going to get in. It'll be by the skin of our teeth. Guarantee you, we'll be in. Um, how far we go is going to depend on the trade deadline. I, I, and I'm not done trading yet. 
So anybody out there has got some deals, come at me. Um, it's it's not just a West deal. It's a Mr. D and a B's knees deal. So <laughs> so you're not just dealing with one-on-one. You're dealing with a team, uh, with two guys that will discuss every trade. Uh, a couple trades we, we haven't mentioned. Um, slipped by me, but that's okay. Uh, we, we have a drunkard sometimes. Uh, and, and that's fine. Um, but getting back to the original question, we will make the playoffs. Um, we won't go for the standing cop. That's, but I'm, I'm building more for next year than this year. And, uh, that's all I can say on that. That's all I want to say. Okay. So what are we looking for? What is the destroyers main, I guess, need right now? What do you, what, I mean, we had some discussions regarding this, but what do you think is our is our primary need? I mean, I think I know what it is, but let me let, let me ask you first. Oh, you want me to answer that? I thought you were continuing. Um, well, we we have discussed it. Me, I, I'm all about D. So I, I think I think we need more uh, uh, defense. I think we need better defense. Um, but our third and fourth lines are weak. Uh, I want I want a good hard checking, uh, slow the offense down fourth. Um, I want three I want three top lines. I want three lines firing, three lines that can score. My third line's going to be my matchup line. But that's just how I feel. Um, you, of course, uh, have a little bit different philosophy, I think, but uh, that that's that's fine. Um, it's your team. I'm just helping you. Yeah, well, I think our primary, uh, what the destroyers need, I mean, more than anything, I believe we need a top line center. And when I say that, I mean a young top line center. Someone, I, because I've been learning the way the sim works and uh, youth is everything because uh, with potential, um, their stats can raise over the year. Um, so, but I do believe we need a top line center that we can build our team around. I don't think we have that yet. A player, whether it's a center, defenseman, goalie, whatever, I don't think we have that one player that where we are comfortable in building our team around. And I think that's the, that's the key component we're missing. So we do have, uh, I believe, Five first-round draft picks in 2022, uh, seven second-round draft picks in 2022, uh, first-rounder and a second-rounder and a third-rounder now, <laughs> as of today, um, in 2021, and two first-rounders in 2023. So we have a substantial stable of uh, picks that we can use to bring in a player that I think we can build our team around. Now, when will a team ante up such a player? I don't know. You know, it's one of those things that people, uh, GMs, especially fantasy GMs, they're not going to want to relinquish uh, a top gun early in the season. But, you know, things ain't going their way and stuff. And as it gets to the closer to the middle of the season, then I think the, uh, the uh, options open up more for getting a potential top line individual, whether that's like I said, a forward or, or a defenseman. But I think I think that's the key. I think that's what we're missing. That's what we need. Will we get it into draft? It's possible. 
you know. I'm not saying it's not, but it's much easier, obviously, to get a player like that that we can build around that's already doing it professionally. About the Destroyers' predictions, let's say 10 games into the season. BK, where do you see the Destroyers? Uh, I, I see us I, I see us in at about 60%. Um, I'm going to say we're going to win six of the 10. Um, whether they're overtime or not, we're, we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get 12 of the 20 points. Wow. Okay. I don't, I have a less than optimistic view. <laughs> I think it's going to take us a while to, because I mean, we're, we're both learning the sim. Uh, um, you know, the tactics and whatnot. And these guys, they've been cheating for a long time. I mean, playing this game for a long time. <laughs> I don't even know how the sim works. I'm just going by by what I feel of our team in real life. Um, exactly. So, so I mean, that's uh, my prediction. If, if we were real life ice on these guys, that's my prediction. Um, <laughs> as as for what's going to happen in the sim, let's just let's just take a look and see how the first few games go, and then I can give you a better 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 way of how things are going to go yeah i think i understand this that's all right around the the 400 the 400 mark so i think uh you know we'll we'll win for the the next 10 you know maybe tie a few but uh i think think if we 500 yeah like i said it's going to take a while these guys have been playing the sim for a long time they know the tactics to use. It's going to take me a few, I mean, both of us, a few days to really get in, in with the sim and play with it and actually figure out, you know, what uh, what uh, does what. Um, and I think that's going to that's going to work up. That's going to work against us. Now, other than that, let's end it on. Do you see any major trades happening for the destroyers over the next uh, three or four weeks? Uh, no, I don't. I think everybody's going to pretty much solidify, the, get their team solidified now for the start of the season. I, I don't think we're going to see any big moves. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not open. Um, I mean, if you got something that you want to throw at me, throw it at me. Come at me big dope or stay home. Um, <laughs> but I think, I don't think you're going to see any big major moves. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you. So uh, we're going to take a little break and uh, we'll be back in a few seconds. Budweiser presents the world's first star in your own radio commercial. Okay, guys, whenever you hear this sound, insert your name. Hi there. Your name. Sorry I'm late. Sometimes there just aren't enough hours in the day to be a neurosurgeon and a swimwear model. Oh, am I thirsty. How about it? Your name. Got anything tall and cool? Oh, Budweiser long necks, though. Your name. You are so thoughtful. But of course, Bud's the first choice for every occasion. Ah, you know I have a confession to make. If I ever had a son, I'd want to name him. Your name. Oh. Your name. Come here. Now. Your name. Your name. Your name. Well, you did very well in your first commercial. Have a Bud. You've earned it. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Now, let's talk about Jeff Gate. Jeff Gate! 01-02-2021 was Jeff Gate. What is Jeff Gate? Well, Jeff Gate was 
uh, he was online on the HF boards, and uh, I believe uh, Stone Claude is his, is his uh, label there online, Hartford Whalers GM. He messaged uh, Jeff on their, uh, their uh, little podcast radio thingy that they do and saying, hey, look, uh, this uh, it was uh, Brent Burns trade. Uh, this is why I did it. You know, I liked it. I needed the guy. So I went ahead and paid the price. But on the podcast, they were a little, I'm going to say, uh, one-sided with their view. Um, and they, you know, didn't give them really the credit where he deserved, I don't think. So I chimed in there online and said, hey, uh, I think it was a, a good trade there, uh, Hartford. And uh, I think they were crapping on you a little bit too much and uh i just want to say that i i i didn't think it was that bad and then jeff got on there and he was like oh my goodness he's like is that your best burn that you can do and i'm like after that i just messaged him like i think i probably got under his skin a little bit i don't know why i did um, but all i said was Obviously, you get a little upset when someone has a difference of opinion, and Jeff just went. He went. He went. He went a little too far, I think, for what I said. Now, my question to you, BK, is: Do you think, because you listen to the podcast, do you think that they were, I don't know, uh, crapping on that trade a little too much when they were discussing it, or not? Or maybe it's just me. I don't. Well, um, I, th I thought the trade was a little one-sided myself, um, but on the podcast on itself, I, I, I wondered who let the dogs out. It was, it was, they were hard on them. Um, I think it was a little unfair. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. I, I, I got, I got to admit that it's, it was, it was, it wasn't nice what they were saying. Okay, okay. Now tell me what you said. I mean, you read the comment, and I we we, we discussed it, uh, uh, for, you know, for a little bit there. What do you think when Jeff came out and said, "I think that if that's your best burn, uh, that's very sad," or something along the lines of that? Do you think that that comment that I made was maybe got under his skin a little bit, or or am I just blowing this out of proportion? <laughs> I don't even know how it got under his skin. It was just a mild comment, and he just seemed to, it just hit him the wrong way. Um, I don't know. He's got some outside <laughs> problems, and he's taking it out on you. Who who knows? Who knows? But, I mean, yeah. Um, and, and his comeback to you about, is, is that your burn? Ooh, welcome back. It was like, that's not even making sense. What are you, what are you trying to say here? If you're going to come exactly. back at him, I didn't think come I back at him. Like, I literally had a, 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 a change of opinion. That's it. You know, my opinion was slightly different from his. And he just, I don't know, he just got a little crazy there online. And I'm glad he just kind of petered out and disappeared because I think it could have went the wrong way there. You know, it, I don't want to bring up some old action. memories of HF, but it kind of had a ring to it. Okay, that's all it, I'm going to say. It, 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 was, an, it was an overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. Moving on from Jeff Gate 0102-2021. Um, we're gonna leave on one final question for BK. All right, BK. Because it has been mentioned in the forums. So I'm gonna ask you straight up right here and now. BK, are you interested in owning your own HFT? 
and possibly, and possibly taking over the expansion team next year. Yes or no? Uh, we'll talk about that next time. All right. There you have it, folks. Next time, next podcast, this is something we're going to discuss. Hey, I'd like to say thanks for listening. As always, feel free to leave your comments under in this thread, and we will probably not even pay attention to it. All right. Thank you very much, BK. Uh, do you have any last words to say before I sign off? Uh, send your trades. Remember, you're dealing with me. Come on. There you have it. There you have it. All right, guys. Thanks, and uh, till next time. BK and the D.